This is a preview from today's angel story. But what amazed them the most was I had absolutely no complications from being in the coma or anything else. So they were just jaw dropped as to how I ever survived it. But I always felt that the angel had come to let me know I would be okay. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm here with Joanne today, and she has some beautiful angel stories to share with you. Joanne, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Of course, of course. So I'm going to have you take it away and share your first story. All right. Um, well, to give a little background for my first story, I just want to go back in time. But uh, I, I can, you need to know this for the rest of the story, but um, I had come from a very dysfunctional family and, and my parents were good people, but very hurting people. And they, they knew at a very early age, they couldn't parent. And so uh, being five years old, I looked for somebody who like was the antithesis of what a good parent would be. And um, so anyway, at that time, you know, you had little TVs with little pictures. And uh, I looked and looked among movie stars, in a sense, because we were very, we didn't do anything. I mean, we didn't go outside and do all the activities a lot of other people did at that time. And so I finally found one. And as soon as I saw her, it was like, oh, that's her. And I just felt that I was being connected to her as, as far as that I could use her as a model of if I wanted to, when you, and my mother was taken away when I was about nine years old. So as you start to mature, you, you don't know how you should walk as a woman. You don't know how you should hold your hands. I mean, all these things that are simple that people don't really think about too much. You learn from watching your mother. So I would, watch her to see how she did everything. So that's the backstory of it. But um, back in 2009, I uh, used to work at a, a place in near Park Ridge. And I didn't show up for work, which was really unusual. So my boss called my son who worked for the company. And he called my ex-husband. He and I are very good friends, but uh, just didn't make it as a married couple. And he went to my house and he found me unconscious. He called the uh, paramedics and they rushed me there. And then finally they changed me uh, to a contagious ward. Uh, I had uh, meningitis and I was in a coma. 
and I was in a coma for five days. And um, when I woke from it, I looked outside and the, it was dark and I could see that there was trees, you know, kind of moving in the wind. And I looked around the room and I could see there was a little washroom. And then I saw my oldest son laying on a cot, sleeping with a little stocking hat on. And I looked over at the board and it said it was Thursday in the day to the, who was watching after me. And I had looked up. The first thing I saw, though, when I opened my eyes was an IV bag with a little angel hanging off of it. And um, so anyway, I panned back and I got to where the bathroom was, but there wasn't a bathroom. And I looked back again and I saw this great, big, huge, glowing figure. It was almost, it went all the way to the ceiling, came all the way down, and I just stared at it. But what had preceded it was that I, during my coma, at the end of my coma, I'm backing up a little bit here. At the end of my coma, I was in this vast area. It was very hazy. And there was this little bench. And this lady that I used as my model was sitting there on the bench. And I sat down next to her. And she was really quiet. And I was just so happy, just so happy to be there. And she says to me, um, you are welcome to stay if you'd like, but they would like you to return. And I thought, I said, but if I return, you won't be there. And she says, I'll always be with you. And I knew that if someone sent her to make that message to me, that she would want me to return to. So I stood up. And I stepped forward and I came through this, it's like a cord, you come through it and it's at such a speed, but you don't feel speed at all. And um, that's when I plopped down on my bed. So coming back to being in the room, I focused back here and there's this huge figure in the room. And I stopped and I was just staring at it. And I knew it was waiting for me to hear it. And inside, I heard it say, you'll be all right now. But then it waited for me to understand what it was communicating. And once I understood, it imploded, turned into a ribbon of light and shot up. And as soon as it left, this nurse came in. And when the doctor saw me the next day, he comes in, he's shaking his finger. He says, you should be dead. <laughs> and I kind of laughed inside my thought, should I say I'm sorry? Um, but it was, it kind of struck me as funny. But what amazed them the most was I had absolutely no complications from being in the coma or anything else. So they were just jaw dropped as to how I ever survived it. But I always felt that the angel had come to let me know I would be okay. Did you know I give away a new free reading each month to a listener who leaves a five-star rating of this show on Apple Podcasts or Amazon? After you leave five stars, go over to the Contact Me page on my website, theangelmedium.com. 
fill out the contact me form, letting us know that you gave five stars. That way we can contact you when you win. The more five stars you leave, the more chances you have to win. And your name always stays in until you do. Don't forget to stay subscribed to our emails so that you know when you've won your free session with me. Sending you so much love and gratitude for your support on this. Thank you. Now let's dive back into the show. Then in uh, 2016, I was diagnosed with cancer, which was a very aggressive cancer. And I uh, went into, you know, the hospital and the doctor, when he examined me, he said, well, I'm just going to open you up a little bit. And if it's very big, he says, I am just going to sew you back up. And I said, okay. And then you'll give me a timeline, right? And he kind of didn't want to look at me. And I looked at him. I said, you give me a timeline then? And he says, yes. Well, I went in for the surgery, but before the surgery, I prayed and I just said, um, I'm not praying for myself, dear Lord. I'm praying for the doctors, the nurses, and all those in attendance. Not that they, they, I know they'll do their best job, but I want you to help them to heal. Help them to heal in their hearts and in their minds and in their very being so that they are brought closer to you. And then I had a vision and it was Leo, how you have a snowball and you shake it up. You see all those little things trickle down. I could see the operating room and in the operating room were all these little sparkles going all over and these little things popping and colors. And, and I felt this complete calm and I just went into the surgery. And when I came out of that surgery, and I saw the doctor, he was busy, you know, typing at his computer, putting everything in. And then he says, you know, all your margins were completely clear. It's astounding that, you know, it, it was just all knotted into a ball and you don't need chemo, you don't need anything. And he turns and he looks at me, he says, what do you do? And I said, well, I believe in the word. And he stared at me for a moment and then he went back to his computer. <laughs> I think people feel uncomfortable a lot of times when we begin to talk about things that aren't tactile or visual. And um, I always keep on, I have, a, I have a comical sense of humor with God and stuff. And I always say, I'm like a fish. You keep throwing me back. <laughs> you know? So what do you want me to do? I mean, and the answer came, you don't need to know. Put one foot in front of the other every day and it will be accomplished. And so, you know, those are my two stories. And so here I am. And I felt that you reaching out to me was another thing. I thought, well, I don't understand it, but you know, I'm, I'm, I know I put my name in, but usually nothing happens, you know. So I thought this is God driven and spirit driven and angel driven. So here I am. So that's my story. Joanne, these are amazing. I have a thousand <laughs> questions for you. Okay. Um, when you were in the first story, you were in the coma, you're laying in your bed 
the angel that was there, did it have a figure to it at all? Or is it just this radiant being? Well, as I studied it, as I stared at it, it's sort of like when you see something that is in front of you, but you can't quite recognize what it is. Yeah. So I that's I just watched it. And I could see that the outside of it was like a foggish, uh, which was a little bit more translucent. Yeah. But then as you got towards the center, it became more solid-like. But was the I, entire room foggy? No, that was the funny thing about it. Like I could see my son, I could see everything here, and I could see everything there. It was as if it was right in the middle, and it was like a bell shape, but it went all the way to the ceiling. Wow. And it must have been, I would guesstimate, at least six or seven feet wide, and it went all the way to, to the ceiling. So, I mean, it was quite large and but there was, because, you know, I was trying to see what is this? And then I, but I said in the middle, it was more solid. But um, as far as being able to see a face or a, a distinct figure, that I couldn't see. But I thought it was an angel that brought me back and just making sure I was safe. Yeah. Yeah. Being that messenger for you. Right. Right. So, I mean, it was so. Uh, I, you know, you have those experiences and you'd say, well, why did you bring me back? You know, I was so happy over there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds odd to say we love the people here and we really do. Yeah. Uh, but there is something unique about having that trans, you know, crossing over and coming back. Well, um, and that's what spirit always says during my my readings is that you know, we feel such heartache and such grief here. And we expect them to feel that from the other side, but because our soul is omnipresent, just like God universe source, it, it isn't that way. Like a part of your soul is in heaven right now. A part of my soul is over there too. And when you go home, you're not lacking any pieces. They're all there. And uh, here is the only place that we can miss anyone. I, I, I believe that that is absolutely true. Um, I think part of it, too, is that we know we're not truly separated from the people here. Yeah. So when we're on the other side, we, we don't feel the sadness because we don't see a separation. But in on the earth, we see a separation. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. When it came to the woman that you were talking about being in your room, did you say that that was your mom that uh, you felt like she had come back or who was that? Not, not my mom. I would have been the lady that I always, uh, because thought I thought about, because I remember sitting there and thinking, of all the people they could have picked to bring me this message, they brought me the one person I would never say no to. Oh, um, so and I mean, I, I, I really have, uh, I, I have no problems with my parents as the people that they were. They, they, you can't ask somebody to be something that they don't even know how to be. Oh, um, but I never felt connected to my parents because there was no 
connection. I, it's hard to explain, but uh, I I do you know thank them for life and so forth. And I would have wanted better for them, but that's their role to play in this life, I guess. Yeah. So, so then when you had this experience of like coming out of your body and you're almost standing on the bed, I think that you said, could you still see around the room? Oh yeah. Yes. And it very clearly. Um, and that's what made me so stop at that figure because the first time I went around the room, I saw everything. It was when I swept back and came back this way. I stopped. I thought, well, something was different. And I looked back and that's when I realized I could not see the washroom anymore. It was totally being um, in front of it was this large figure. And um, like I said, I think it's normal when you see something you don't really recognize, you're kind of staring at a long time and you're thinking, what is that? You know, trying to figure it out. Yeah. When you were outside of your physical body and this is occurring, did you feel different? Can you see parts of the other side or are you still kind of having that sense of being a human? You know, it's, I I think you're so in the moment. Yeah. um, That, and it so overtakes you. I don't, I don't recall feeling as who am I or what am I doing here? It's sort of like you're just, well, like the little kids, if they went to the magic show, you're just in awe. And when we're in awe, it's sort of like we've stepped away from ourselves, um, if that makes sense. And um, I do feel that I was experienced more than I can remember. Yeah. But I do remember just those last moments. And I always feel that that's a, there's a reason behind that. Yeah. Just like that high vibrational oneness or just like that heavy heaven energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's beyond words. Uh, you wouldn't think, oh, if I was there, I, I would want to come back and all this stuff. It's like... I don't know, like getting a free trip to Disneyland in a sense. I mean, it's like, yeah, get there, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you don't take care of yourself. I'm at Disneyland. Um, I mean, that's not a very good, uh, but it's, it sort of has that exuberance to it. You feel alive, uh, uninhibited, um, but you also feel completely, uh, 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 completely loved and uh, wrapped in that love and that warmth. So how could you feel otherwise if you felt so loved? Amazing. Yeah. And then was there a sense of, like you said, not wanting to come back because it's just so beautiful? Because the other people that I've talked to who have had a, a similar experience, they came back for their kids. And one person even said it was as if their child went in and grabbed their energy and like yanked them back into themselves and they loved their children, but they would not have come back otherwise. Oh, I think every experience is unique. Uh, And it's because it's, I I think one thing about heaven is it's all very personalized. And uh, for myself, 
uh, I had raised my kids. I had done, I, you know, I used to have conversations with God and I'd say, you can take me anytime after I've raised my kids. Cause you know, you, I used to say, you owe me. My mother didn't have parents. I didn't have real parents. You owe me that I could raise these kids. Oh. Um, I know that sounds kind of funny to people, but I, I oh, just I love that dialogue with God. And so I figured, well, I'd raised my kids. I had a few grandchildren at that time. I thought I'm ready, you know, so I was, I was fine to stay. I really, and then being with somebody that you've always admired and loved, uh, you know, what could be better, but then her saying they would like you to return. And I thought, oh, just when I'm so happy. (laughs) But I followed it because I thought if she wanted it, I knew it was the right thing to do. So that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Amazing. 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 I love having you on the show. I want to spend (laughs) just all day with you. This is just incredible. Um, Joanne, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story. And um, I think it's just going to inspire so many people with the hope that they need to believe everything's okay on the other side. It is. It is. And everything in our lives, whatever we're to accomplish in this life, we just have to put one foot in front of the other every day and keep going. It will happen. I think sometimes we're not supposed to know what it is uh, because it might um, either we'd rush it or we would maybe get too egocentric in it, you know. So I think it's a good thing. God has good plans. (laughs) Amazing plans. I know I just wrote that and I texted that to a friend right before we hopped on. I said, stay open to the possibilities because magic is going to strike for you. And uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, it's, it's been a real joy. And thank you for inviting me. I had a great time and uh, you take good care of yourself. And I hope I pray for your little vocal cords all the time. Oh, thank you so much, Joanne. (laughs) I love you. Thank you. All right. Take care now. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know, I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. 
You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.